Hey there, I'm Alyssa Batt, the host of Priorities on Purpose, a podcast for overwhelmed direct sellers who want to grow their income, audience, and influence without sacrificing their mental health and main priorities. Whether you're just starting a new adventure or you're 15 years in and have already climbed the ranks, I want to help you have the life and the business of your dreams. Can you see it? Can you feel it? Or maybe you thought you had it and something changed. Whether you have your entire dream mapped out or have completely given up on all the possibilities, I'm here to remind you that God is bigger than the little box we put him in. This side gig is part of his plan. It's not your sole purpose, but it absolutely has purpose. As a Christian life and business coach, I'm here to help you get out of your head and live with intention so you can enjoy what matters most without the guilt. More time to do what you love, more peace, more impact, more money, and opportunities to give to those you want to help. I promise to be your hype girl, business bestie, and biggest cheerleader as I share proven and simple strategies that will be sure to help you live a fulfilled life with a strong, sustainable business. Are you ready to stop chasing all the shiny things and get laser focused? Put your earbuds in while you're cooking dinner or folding that laundry and let's get to it, friend. This is one time when multitasking is actually going to be beneficial. church when it opened we were on Wednesdays I was serving and all that and I began to get closer to the Lord and just digging into his word because I wanted to be a better wife and I knew I was quick to know that we can't change someone we can guide our kids we can guide our spouses we can become the best versions of ourselves through Christ but we can't change other people that we can lay the example and we have to trust that the Lord is going to do what only he can do, right? And change hearts. So one of the issues that we had, of course, other than my type A personality and wanting to control everything, which that was a reflection. And that's hard because again, when we see things, we often like, okay, he needs to change the way he's seeing things. He needs to change this. He needs to change that. And I was like, okay, reflect on that. What can I change? And so the, I started changing, my personality started changing through, through scripture, like as I dug in more and stuff. And one of the things that as we were going through and I just, the Lord was like, you know, when it came to starts, I didn't withhold, but I mean, there was one time, and girl, we say we were having a good time. It got to where the Lord just really convicted me on that and said, you know what? Love your husband in this way. And as we all should, right? And so I really took that to heart. And, you know, we stayed busy and it was good. And but then some I came to a realization that my husband had an addiction to to pornography. And I the Lord woke me up from sleep while I was pregnant. Lord woke me up from sleep and I'll walk downstairs and I'm like, okay. And I didn't yell. I didn't scream. I was hurt. I felt rejected. I felt all of the things, but I was already had like, already had a relationship with the Lord and I was already trying to become better myself and realize that I couldn't change him. So I literally just turned and walked away. Nothing was said. Nothing was done, and all went back to bed. Did he know that? Oh, he knew. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, he knew. Um, There was eye contact made, and um, and then 
we had the conversation about why and, you know, I, I was hurting all the feelings of how it made me feel. And like, okay, I'll stop. But I know addictions aren't, it's not something you just stop, you know, but there's a process in that. But I began praying, Lord, turn his heart, turn his eyes from this. And I truly just left it to him. Um, because I know, again, the more I would try, the more it might push him away. Because I can't be his Holy Spirit. So I had to let do God do what only he could do. So we didn't, we never fought about it. Um, but that was a conviction the Lord gave me. He did, my husband did ask me to hold him accountable. And I'm like, you know, I, that wasn't my place. A year later, I did ask. I'm like, how how are things going with that? And he was honest and told me he hadn't quit. And like, okay. So I continued to pray, continued to trust the Lord in that. And honestly, I don't, I don't know how long afterwards, but then at one point I asked and he was like, Oh yeah, I don't do that anymore. It's like, okay. You know, and so in that it just showed, you know, had I not, had I been resentful, had I been bitter, it could have changed the entire scenario of how it turned out. But just trusted in the Lord, you know, even when it was hard. And I didn't relish, not relish, that's probably not the word I'm looking for. I didn't keep harboring on it, you know, of the fact that this is, you know, because my walk with the Lord is about me growing with him. And that's the only thing I can control. That's the only thing I can change. It's the only thing that I can commit to wholeheartedly and see the results in, right? And so in that, I just began pursuing him more. And I pursued the more the Lord more. And what was funny is, well, not funny, but what was interesting is as I pursued the Lord more, we actually became closer because I wasn't worried about his imperfection and his sins because I had them too. You know, and, and I think that is so important to know, to like realize is like, I can't, get upset for someone not being perfect because I'm not perfect. You know, I can't be upset and I can't get discouraged by someone else's sin because I'm not without sin. And so in and through that, like I said, I just began digging in deeper into God's word and finding scripture that I wanted promise. Oh, look, September 4th, 2014. So almost 10 years ago. Yeah, but... Like I said, the more I dug into God's word, he would just, I felt like the Holy Spirit would ask me these questions and I would reflect on them in that whole, you know, year. And then even the next few years would reflect on that. And I'd write the questions down and I would literally have to think about it. I'm like, oh, okay. So you want me to do what? And, you know, and one of the things was, you know, serving, asking how you can help me. And I began to ask it diligently. What can I do to help you today? What can I do to help you? Girl, I did not want to help him. I ain't even going to lie. There was like, he's such a handyman, but I didn't feel like there was anything I could really offer, but it was something that I started doing. And now, and it's so funny to watch because now he asks me that question every single day. And I don't think that he even knew him. I don't know if he realized I was doing it. I don't know why he would, because we never had, prior to this book, we 
we never really had those conversations about how the Lord changed my heart, which changed him. Because I think as he saw as like that wasn't responding, like he fully expected me or expected me to react. And I didn't, I responded. And I think that kind of caught him off guard, maybe. He, he, we don't talk a ton about stuff, yeah. you know, in regards to that. So I don't know what his thoughts on it was. I just, like I said, I just trusted the Lord would provide and he did. And so, hey, honey, one of your questions was, why did I want to write this book? And then I remember it was December 5th of 2021. I was driving my Jeep and he says, hey, honey, it's time. All right. He said, it's, it's time. And I'm like, what? It's time to put your journal to paper. I'm like, hey, what? And, um, all the things that had gone through, it was time to put it to paper and let people read it and to help deal. Because it's somebody's like conversations with God. And I think it might have been, I don't remember who it was for a better marriage. I'm like, no, no, no. It's not for a better marriage, but it's to because you have to work to and toward the marriage. But that's only going to happen, not just with conversations with your spouse, but you got to have conversations with the Lord. Got to let him change your heart so that he can change your eyes to see your spouse in a way that only he can see them. It you was know, me that asked you. I was like, are you sure yeah. you don't want that? Yeah, it was me. And yeah. um, I loved that you had said that because I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. So I don't want to like, I don't know if you wanted to talk about this now or you want to talk about it later, but I think it's so cool it's worth talking about where you said that you started serving him, like really having a servant's heart and asking him, what can I do to help you? My guess is at that time, you weren't feeling lovey-dovey and like, oh, I just love my husband. He's so amazing. What can I do to help him? Right? That wasn't your flesh. That was not your heart. No, 100%. Was not anything about it. No, I, I was kind of checked out to be honest. And, and my thought, my thought was like, well, if he doesn't care enough to change, why am I still here? You know, and I think I even told a friend, I'm like, all right, if he doesn't divorce for one more time, I'm done. Like I'm out and was really looking for that way. But thankfully I started pursuing the Lord instead of pursuing my immediate gratification. Immediate gratification. Yeah. Somebody write that in the comments because that is something that I think it's the thing that keeps us from really living in God's purpose so many times. Like we, we settle. Mm -hmm. 100%. And honestly, almost every question I had with the Lord during this time, I did not want to do at all. I don't complain about what he's doing. Don't complain about this. And and don't like serve him, love him, initiate sex. I was, I'm like, he's getting his, like, why do I need to initiate? Like, he obviously isn't interested in me. He wasn't very much interested in me still. And his addiction wasn't because our sexual life was lacking. Because, well, I'm just going to put this out there. Like, we had, this is going to like everybody, right? <laughs> Let's just say the number was high, you know, and I'm not talking like once a day. It was high. And my daughter's going to come across this. She's like, hey, you're gross. 
but it is is the truth of what it is. I mean, this is um, a conversation that a lot of people like we don't talk about it and it is important to talk about. I mean, maybe I shouldn't have put a like, hey, if you have little ears around, but I don't think that I think it's important that you have those conversations with your kids yeah. on the age. Tone it down a little, but it shouldn't be a bad word. No, and and that's not. I mean, it's how they're created, right? You yeah. hear because of that, and it's made in God's image. It's it's how we solidify our relationships with our spouses. And in truth, most men, not all, like it's their love language, you know. And so it's the way you speak to their heart. And so the Lord pursued, put it on my heart, initiate. And I'm like, I just really don't want to. But I did it because if I really want, I knew I really was seeking the Lord to transform me in our marriage, I had to be obedient to him. I couldn't say, Lord, change me, change us, and then tell him no. Because then do I really want the change if I'm not willing to be obedient? So I pursued this relationship with God and he showed me through his word. Because I, I wasn't just talking to the Lord. I would in his word. You know, he would give me scripture and I would I would read it and I would dwell on it and I would reflect on it and I would apply it, you know, and I, it made all the difference for sure because it did change my heart. Now, I mean, so this has been 10 years and our marriage went through some, like it got, it was, it got really good. And then we get busy. And our marriage isn't perfect. Like there's times now I'm like, why is he trying to do that? Or why is, you know, like, okay, myself making little snide remarks or comments. And I'm like, I got to honor him. And that was another thing that the Lord really showed me. He's like, you need to honor him because I found myself, like I would complain about him to his friend. I'm like, well, he doesn't do this. He doesn't do this. And he's like, how can he be the man you want him to be? If you're complaining about him to friends and when he's not around, you know, you need to honor him when he's not around and when he is around. And so that's something I had to do too. And I I had to, I've cut some friendships off because they, I didn't want to get caught in the trap of complaining about my spouse. And because some people I was around all the time and that's all they did with complain about their spouse. And I'm like, this is like, it's a word. I don't like the word toxic, but if you're not careful, you can get caught up into that trap. And for the first few hang, like, times we'd hang out, I'm like, yeah, but what about this? And what about that? And I would try to be the example, but you know, not everybody wants to catch on and not everybody wants a healthy relationship. Some people are perfectly fine being okay, but I wanted to pursue the Lord and I wanted to see what he had for us. Now, in truth, like we still don't pray together. We don't read our Bibles together, but we've come a long way from where we were. Hey friends, that's it for this episode. If you found value, I would love it if you could take a couple of seconds and leave me a quick review. While it may seem super simple, it is so beneficial and gives me the opportunity to help more women. Also take a screenshot and share it on social media with your biggest aha today. Don't forget to tag me at Melissa Bad Official so we can connect. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, friend, keep walking it out one baby step at a time because God's got you.